I am unashamed. What about you? You know, we read this Acts 5, and I deemed it as the scariest passage in the New Testament. But when you think about it practically, you know, here's a couple who were doing a good thing, but they were dishonest. And it led it led to their to their death, their but demise. Their main problem <coughs> is that they cared what other people thought about them to a degree that they would literally risk their life. They would lose their morals just to be impressive. Hmm. And I just think it's the iron the ironic part of that is that Phil, my dad doesn't have that quality. <laughs> you know, that's what I is that would you say that's a true statement, Dad? Would you, like, that you really don't care what people how they yeah, view you? You don't get up and say, you know, what I'm, I want to project an image where people will think something about me. It's the fuel, in my opinion. It's the fuel behind on the little black box. The, I agree. The the fuel that that keeps it going is what you just said. Yeah. They 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 want to present themselves and they want to be somebody. They want to be appreciated. They try to make a comment and the horde gets on them. Then another one comes along and they heat one other one bites the dust and another one bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> but all these social media. They, they want to be known for something and there's they struggle on the black box to, for somebody to say, you know what, I really appreciate what you did there. They're trying to impress enough people to where they can go, I think they love me a little bit. I, I love Dad bringing in the, the Queen reference there, too, on that. That's pretty good, Dad. That's a good little, well, I love me some Queen. That? Yeah, Queen. That's one of my favorite bands. Well, all these social media Would you media agree sites, with that? I mean, yeah, because when I talk to young people who are struggling – they have this fear of missing out. And so social media, they've designed it where people like it. They like you. People, when they look, whoever had that idea, probably really got a lot of money right now. Because you can say something, and then they have a way to say, I like you. And it just did something to people. And people, people try to project an image to where they are at least have some importance while they're living on this earth. Yeah, it's, but then it becomes a race to how many likes. you Because then the, it's never enough. But on the flip side, it's also created this super toxic negative environment. Well, because you can dislike something. Exactly. And, and you got to go like harsh this, so the comments are just so hateful and mean, and I mean it, it's mm-hmm. awful, you know. I, I think the way Jesus took up for people, the, you know, I think about John eight, the woman caught in adultery. I mean, Jesus in every act of that scene was the opposite of caring what people thought. Right. I mean, the last person you want to take up for is a woman who was caught in the act. Of adultery, and he's out there drawing, drawing a line in the sand right. or a circle. <clears throat> I simply look at the big picture. The big picture is 
if you turn against, and they did, the epitome of perfection and love, Jesus Christ. If you could turn on him and reject him and heap insults on that person, right? why would I ever expect for someone to treat me fairly for speaking about that person? That's true. I mean, it, it's, there's no escape. It's a, it's a culture that has become woke in their minds. Yep. They, they rule. They make the rule. They have their truth. They're the ones that, that they say, this is the way to go. This right here, we can do it without loving one another. Right. Because loving God and loving neighbor, loving your neighbor, nope. Right. Nope. Well, you know, to Jason's point, I'd never thought about it before. They don't love their neighbor, and then they prove it by what they say about them, every little tweet that comes well, out. It's, and it's bad, if, especially if they're on your case. But I had never thought about it with Ananias and Sapphira, but it was, remember back when we were going through John, in John 9, when Jesus heals the blind guy, he'd been blind since birth, and the parents, you know, the, they call in the parents, and it said they were afraid to speak about this because they were afraid they would get kicked out of the synagogue. Mm. And so it's the same thing you're talking about. I mean, their son had been healed. He's blind his whole life. Yeah. You can't even celebrate it or talk about it in their world because, you know, they were going to get, they were going to, oh, especially, you know, in our world, I think this is one of the pillars of how it revolves. That's why people, it's so politically correct. You have to say everything right because you don't want people to get the wrong idea. Not, right. you, you, there's, we're so worried about what everybody thinks about us. Now, whether it was the social media craze or just we all got lazy and sensitive, but it it, it is what we – this is where we're at, especially as far as the nice little suburbia – you know, I give my ties. I want to be viewed as somebody in society who who has it together. And I, I'm just, I'm telling you, I, th- there's a lot of people who are fighting like cats and dogs on the way to the church building. And as soon as they walk in, oh, they're warm and fluffy. Yep. And then right when they leave, you know, give a big check. Everything's great. We're you know, changing the world, making a better place, and then they leave, and it's... But as long as people think you got it together, we're okay with that. So well, if you could, if the human race could give them a dose of what this is all about, watch. We must, Hebrews 2, pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. This is the message of Jesus. For if the message spoken by angels, the law of Moses, was binding and every violation and disobedience received is just punished, but keep it all or die. How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation of grace and mercy? Now watch. This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord. See, Jesus is the one who announced, uh, you can now be set free from Satan, sin, guilt, Law and the grave, you can be, yeah. you can be escaped. It was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote it down. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, various miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, 
distributed according to his will that you see beginning in the book of Acts. All these powerful miracles that surrounded the coming of the kingdom. Now watch. You say, well, when did Jesus officially announce that he was the way, the truth, the life, and all the other things the apostles said? Luke 4, 17, the, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to Jesus. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Now, they're all sitting there listening to him, and he said, I have an announcement to make, ladies and gentlemen. I'm paraphrasing here. Here's why I'm here. Uh, because he, God, has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, the gospel. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, their sins can be removed, and recovery of sight for the blind. He can do anything. To release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He rolled it back up. He rolled the scroll back up, out, and he sat down. And it said they are their eyes was fastened on him. They're like, what <laughs> yeah. did he just say? Well, when he announced that, and the Hebrew writer picks up on it, what happened to the United States of America and all the other earthly empires that have ever come up is because they forgot what they had heard, because it was announced to all of them, Colossians 1, 23, following that. The gospel yeah. was preached to the whole bunch. Now we find ourselves 2,000 years since he showed up, and very few people love one another. We don't know who does, who will love God. So we point them to Jesus, and we see people every week come to Jesus. You say, well, are y'all making any impact? You are correct, because about one out of four, according to the parable of the sower, gets it, and they begin to produce a crop. And then one after yeah. the other, write us letters, and they say, it changed my life. I, I remember <laughs> Willie in one of his speeches, when he gives his speech, he tells a story about a baseball player that he met because, you know, he runs in those circles. And he... he a professional baseball player. Professional baseball player, yeah. But he was friends with a guy on the team uh, that wound up moving here, you know, and, and, and has faith in the Lord. And, but there was another player on the team that Willie thought, because it, it was one of Willie's favorite players, and he's like, I'm going to try to reach that guy. Well, when he tried, it just didn't go over well. And so Willie was talking to the, the guy that, that didn't want to pursue anything to do with Christianity. He was talking to his wife one time at a game. And because uh, Willie was trying and trying, was getting frustrated. And, and she said, you got to remember that the only Christian people he knows have been a few ball players, But they came across as mean and judgmental and, like, said, don't hang around that guy. He'll... He's, they would warn other young players to stay away from this guy. Right. Well, all this did was burn his bacon. He thought, I don't like Christian people. You know, they're they're sectarian. I mean, they, he didn't use that word. but <laughs> And so she said, but he did say this. He said, but you know, the way Willie operates as a Christian, I might could do that. So somehow, I guess just the fun, loving side and the non-judgmental part was coming across because he he had solved uh had seen for the first time I, I i might i might could do this and that's kind of my point is that how you how you act with people really ultimately should be geared toward trying to have a conversation about who can save them and if say if you want to change somebody's life you don't give them a rule list or a protest 
you give them Jesus, and then they that'll change their heart. You, you know, give them, love. you give them faith, hope, and love through Jesus. All right, let's take a break. Jace, I'm assuming when you were a duck commander, you you probably would have been a human resources nightmare. Yeah, they didn't, we didn't get along real well. <laughs> Not exactly a guy that always plays along, plays team ball. Uh, HR issues can definitely hurt a small business. You got wrong termination suits, minimum wage requirements, you got labor regulations, a lot of stuff going on in today's world that wasn't necessarily around when we were I, doing duck I commander. needed some guidance. <laughs> so an HR manager costs a lot of money. Uh, to hi- to hire somebody. So there's a company called Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, that was specifically created for small business. Basically, for $99 a month, you get an HR manager and you're able to just pipe in on by phone, by Skype, or whatever is going to be able to do that, real-time chat, uh, to check these guys out. So it's month-to-month, no hidden fees. You can cancel any time. Um, Bambi. Go to Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash Robertson. You get a free HR audit. So Bambi.com slash Robertson. 2 Corinthians 5 says that you know, the only thing that counts is a new creation. The old is gone, and we know that comes from being in Christ. And then it says in 18, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, which is a big fancy word for bringing people together to God. And in essence, bring people together in life. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation, we're therefore God's ambassadors. So that's my point. But we all have to remember when Peter said, if God condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, we didn't write this, he did, by burning them to ashes, made them an example of what's going to happen to the ungodly. There was a lot of sexual mischievous things going on. Correct. It is written... uh, marriage between a man and a woman. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, here was Lot's reaction to what he was seeing at Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot was distressed by the filthy lives of lawless men. For that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue godly men from trials and to hold the unrighteous for the day of judgment while continuing that is punish- their punishment. This is especially true to those who follow the corrupt desire of the sinful nature and they despise authority. You have to remember, look at a big picture. We point them to Jesus because we love them. We've converted a number of them yep. who are into all kinds of sexual promiscuity, uh, there's a hundred one different ways. Yeah, and I'm not picking on just one particular thing. That's, nope. that's anything. There's plenty of immorality. My point is I would lean always toward being friendly, being non-judgmental, and introducing Jesus to people because that's what changes people's heart. And try to be worried about what God is thinking instead of what people are thinking about me. That that To me, that was the the fault in Ananias and Sapphira. You know, he's 
he said you haven't lied to men but to God. Right. They weren't they, they weren't thinking what does God think about this? Mm-hmm. That was the single bombshell issue of this story. It wasn't crossing their minds. What does God think about what I'm doing? The material covering sin, the written material, covers the entire gamut of sin. Anyone you can think of, you say, God entered, God made a comment about it. He said, here's what's right and here's what's wrong, with no equivocation whatsoever. It's up to us just to do that and let them know we love them. You know, I've had them look at me and say, all my life, I, I didn't know why I was behaving like a, I was, but now that I know. But I think so, as Christians, when they, when people say, no matter what you do, when they say, so what do you think about me? So you're saying, you know, that I'm going to hell or that you don't approve, you know, the, the things they say. And my point is... Just give it, them what's it, written. It doesn't matter what you think. You, you, as a Christian, you should take that out of the equation. You're, you're trying to get them to see what God thinks about this. You're, you're just a messenger of mm-hmm. reconciliation. I think as Christians, where they cross the line, is all of a sudden they they start telling them what they think about it. Yep. We don't care. <laughs> it's stay in your lane. Here's who Jesus is. Here's what he did. And once you fall in love with that, we know that that can change the heart. And when they're thinking, what does God think about me? Which I think is, is the way, you know, we were designed to wake up every day. We may not feel good. Things may not be going our way. But you walk, you wake up and think, boy, I'm made in the image of God. They all know for what, a purpose. They all know what this is. So you can Their have conscience tells them, right? They know you, what's right and what's wrong. Well, there, but there's does. two conversations that are had here because you bring up a good point. The the thing that makes this story so remarkable for the first century church is that up until now it's just singing and sharing and oh, talking yeah. about Jesus. But this is the first time they've had to deal was somebody who was more concerned about the way they looked and then the way they were like than they were about Christianity. But what's going to happen going forward, we'll see it a little bit in Acts, but way more in the epistles when we read them, you know, the different things that Paul wrote, is that the deeper you go into the church, the converse, there are two conversations. There's one to people who don't know Jesus at all, yep. but then there's another conversation to people who are in Christ that aren't living the way he wants them to live. So. Yep. It really is two conversations that you Yeah, have. I mean, I think to get back to But a to non-Christian the, is not going to get it because they don't it. know anything about it. Yet. That's I why you introduce it. Jesus and you, you stay away from making these. To me, these are just silly decisions that all you're going to do is make people mad. I just err on the side of <clears throat> loving grace to try to get the opportunity to share Jesus. Maybe they'll... Start thinking, what does God think about this? Because you got to, you got to think. In the social media world, I have millions of followers. You know, I got into that for about two weeks. I was like, boy, this is cool. These look at all these people who are liking me and following me. And, <laughs> I never, that. I never tried that. <laughs> well, I know, but trust me, you well, got a lot good. of followers too. You have a lot of people liking that. You know, hey, I hey. had one thought that changed my life on this. I thought, where is it going to end? Oh, you get a million, you're like, oh, I want two. And you get two, I, you know, I want I want three. I think uh, Missy was telling me The Rock, he has like millions of followers, and he follows zero. <laughs> and I, 
she told me that, and I thought, you know what? I would trade tens of millions of likes and, and follows for one acknowledgement for a real living God that says, I like you. <laughs> I'll just take one. That's it. You only need it, one like. That that could be a whole thing right there. Write a book on it. <laughs> what, God, all I need is one like. All we, I need is one like. We know him who said, <laughs> it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people and again, it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It motivates me not to try to... Not to get too worried about it. Well, what do you do when you get down? Think about it. Well, I mean, everybody get, has bad days, and things don't go your way. And, you know, I spend half my time looking for something that I have in my hand. I mean, that's just the way I'm wired. I'm constantly, I'm like... A lot of people tend to make some sins the big one. The, yeah. the biggest one, right. the, 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 the one that, and they zero in on that. And they, but the bottom line is, guys, it's just, it's real simple. Whoever violates the law, God wrote it, now not me. Yeah. And he pretty well is pretty, pretty stringent on what marriage is. So you just look at it. But they, they all know that. All these people it, we're talking to, yeah, they all know it that. It only took one to divide you. Let's take another break. So uh, one of our uh, sponsors is uh, ExpressVPN. And uh, I guess this day and age for the idea with so many people on the Internet and so many people online, it's nice to be able to have some protection because, man, you can say whatever you want, but depending on your political views versus a lot of other stuff, there's a lot of people that are after a lot of people, you know, for different reasons. So this uh, this company basically protects your IP address. You, you switch on ExpressVPN with your computer, your phone, and they're going to mask that and you have your own server that's going to protect you. So uh, if you'd like uh, to check these guys out and see if they can help you keep your data to yourself away from government or other people that don't like you, you visit expressvpn.com slash Phil, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Phil. You're going to get an extra three months free right off the bat. So that's a great deal. Expressvpn.com slash Phil and learn more. Well, look, I hang around with some shady characters from time to time. And what's amazing is because people know, because I tell them my faith and who I love. I mean, I've said a million times, you know, I love Jesus. But what's funny is there'll be some guy just foul mouth and there'll be somebody else who I don't know if they're a believer or not. They're like trying to tell him to, to quit doing that for me. And I'm like, hey, you know, you know, we're good here because I know, you know, especially with guys, when you're in junior high, we we all notice the guys who they could just spew a bunch of filth and everybody would laugh. You know, they were bold enough to do it. Well, a lot of these guys, they never they never left that because that's how they got people to like them. They they were the I mean, you, I guarantee yeah. you, you can think back when you were in junior high, there's always a couple of those guys. So then you get 40, 50 years old, those guys are still doing it. That's <laughs> all they got. And so they just think of every dirty, you know, thing that they can think of to try to make people I laugh. I can't imagine and, a life of middle school. But but I'm saying that <laughs> is... The verbiage that the Apostle Paul used, they were slaves to sin. 
Well, it's just who the they sinful are, nature. and it's how they please me. It's how they please people. It, it's their they're worried about what people think, and so then after a while, that just becomes who they are. Well, you go in there and try to change that. So when somebody looks at me, I'm like, "We're good." You're you know, trying to uh, change the power of wokeness, Jace. So I'm saying my. It hasn't been around but about 20, 30 years. I never it, heard of woke. A, my it's recommendation is you don't go and say, "Oh, would you not do that in front of me?" Because I find that highly. I just, I just. See, my woke is limited. That. I woke up this morning, <laughs> and I'm I'm alive on planet Earth. That's my wokeness. I got up. I woke up. I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm not sure what you mean by this woke. <laughs> I, I, you mentioned that earlier. I'm not familiar with that. Well, it's the current it's the current mindset that you wake up from all these things you've been missing all this time, like critical race theory, um, white fragility. White privilege, people who are woke. Our man Corolla wrote a book on it. I'm your emotional support animal navigating our all woke. We no got, joke and by the culture. way, uh, unashamed, we got Corolla coming up on the uh, podcast. So, Phil, you've board. been actually doing research. Yeah. I saw right, research. Yes. It took me five minutes just to look down a little bit and say, okay. Well, these in your encyclopedia. If, if it's no. woke, it is no, there's no hope. No, there, I said And some it notes. is a joke. <laughs> I woke said some is, notes to prep it. is a joke. I got that much out of it. <laughs> I cannot wait for us to talk about this with Corolla. <laughs> well, good, because I don't think I'll be here when y'all interview you it. Because I have no idea what y'all are talking about. <laughs> what, I, I just got Somehow lost. I'm not surprised that you wouldn't know woke. When we were talking about AOC, and you said, "What is an AOC?" Jay said, "What is an AOC?" Yeah, Jay says, "No awareness." Of, well, let me give him a little. A sen- <laughs> that's the senator from California, but let I didn't give, know that at the no, time. No, it's she's a representative from Queens yeah. in New York. Let me give Jay <laughs> a little. Coast, yeah. Let me give Jay's little insight. I was close. You said, "To your knowledge, <laughs> have you ever run up on a woke person?" I think that girl. She said she was went from the streets of marching and. And her and her mother came, and they gave the life to Jesus. That they said, we they basically was telling me we we come out of the woke crowd, and and we just we never had read anything about Jesus, and we we started studying from one of your books or whatever. We got to looking, and we thought, what in the world? Which is really interesting because you bring up the point woke is really good. If somebody can wake up out of that life and into oh, Christianity, wasn't it Paul that said, I've wake up, it. oh sleeper? But to me, the answer is, if you don't care what God thinks, this is this is the road you go down. True. A lot of these political parties I agree. on both sides, Correct. they're only going to believe what everybody else believes. That's why I got, a while ago I told you about being in the minority on issues. I, I'm trying to look at what God thinks and apply that. That's why the gospel, Jace, is called the mystery, namely Christ in you. It's Mm -hmm. it's a mystery to the world. It was a mystery when Jesus showed up. Al, it's still a mystery. (laughs) That's right. A lot of people say, what? What are you talking about? You say, immortality, life and immortality is yours if you want it. Right. Yeah. But that's why, look, when when some of these uh, outskirts members stormed the Capitol, I was like, nope. That's not how we win this. Right. When even today, when now they're going to try to impeach Trump. Even though he's, after he's already gone. He, he's gone. Look, you know what I say to that? <laughs> Bad idea. Because <laughs> all the ideas is hateful. Yeah. You're, you're being bitter it's and hate, hateful. You won. And some people believe by, you know, nefarious ways. And well, I was, I was, well, I was listening to one of Biden's speeches the last week, and I thought, 
these people are sore winners. You won. Why are you but still it, trashing Trump? Because, because, no, it's because, because he, he ran on two principles. I'm going to attack the coronavirus, which seems like the same thing's going on yeah, before he got forward. in. Yeah. And he was going to be against Trump. Well, once he got elected, <laughs> those two things are still going on. Well, let me clarify for you. If you're waiting on uh, seeing the fruit of the Spirit, it begins with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control coming out of this world with no knowledge of God. If y'all are expecting to see that, I, I, I hate to inform you, it's not coming out of them, no. ever. You're well, never going to see love, joy, peace, patience, well, kindness, goodness. Instead, you see it, revenge, hate. hate. Well, you know, I, I They brought, wake up uh, in the morning impatience. and they're mad and they don't know why. But I brought mad. this it's a great up. Point. I brought this up because it's ridiculous to say he gave a speech and then people did this and it's his fault. I mean, if we go down this road, can you imagine the preachers who, who <laughs> or give any politicians who give a bad sermon and some old boy? I mean, to me, we're going back. What's the movie with uh, my Christmas vacation when old Chevy Chase said, I'll tell you what I'd like. I'd if like you're looking for a last-minute gift that, idea, here, yeah. here it is. I'd like my boss. You know, they didn't. he didn't give a bonus. He was going to get get the pool, you know. He said, I'd like him in a... In Tied a, up red, in a bow. In a bow. Right well, here. Well, oh... Uh, Eddie. Eddie, the guy Eddie. who lives right down the road from you. <laughs> he, There's he, a lot of Eddies out here. He says, you know what? That's what the man wants. I'll just and the go. next thing it shows is the old tenement on wheels tearing up <laughs> to it. go get the guy. <laughs> and then he brings him in. He's like, Merry Christmas, Clark. <laughs> remember the guy's wife that he kidnapped? He said, she said, he was, he was a big, bulging man. Yeah, beastly. <laughs> beastly. So I'm like, you can't try to make that case, but when you're not for these godly principles that we were saying, because you think about it, if you take out what God thinks from your agenda, what vision do you have? Yeah. But it there that's why it seems so silly. They're like, what what are these people doing? Yeah, when you what? only rely on the <clears throat> earthly mindset, that's what you're gonna get. Let's take another no. break. So Jace, uh, you know, I'm getting a place on the beach. Uh Lisa wants a home away from home because she loves being at the beach. And so uh, one of the things that I've thought about a lot is what we talk about a lot on the podcast. One of our sponsors is Home Title Lock because I think about these people. Now I'm going to have another title. I think, man, i got to have some protection to make sure somebody doesn't try to steal my house. Believe it or not, what they do is they hack in, they get your title, you know, from wherever it's being digitally kept, and they can – basically forge their signature and sell your home without you knowing it. Insurance doesn't cover it. Uh, there's no you know, identity theft programs except for these guys. Home title lock, which will basically block where people can't get to your home title. So if you want to check these guys out, it's hometitlelock.com. You register your address. Make sure you're not already a victim. Use the code RADIO, and they're going to give you 30 free days of protection. So that's hometitlelock.com, code radio and make sure your house is still yours so i want to shift gears here a little bit and and, uh we talked about i brought up to you guys a couple of podcasts ago about a uh two guys that got shot in a duck blind and the reason the story jumped out to me was i thought man as much time as we've all spent in a duck blind 
you know, we, I've never heard of anything like that. We've heard of accidents and accidental shootings, but these guys were basically murdered. And uh, so I was intrigued by the story, but I couldn't find much about it. A, a couple of local stations and then USA Today did a little piece on it. And two out of the three things I read said there was a dispute. So I mentioned that on the podcast, and we talked about that. But since that time, two of our listeners are actually part, two other young men, are part of the eight people that hunt that blind. So they reached out to me and um, said, you know, that's not exactly what happened. And so I called one of them up uh, yesterday, and we had a, a good conversation. And he told me that the uh, the older gentleman had um, dementia, and then because of that depression, so which they all know that because the guy hunts to the blind pretty close by, mm-hmm. and some of his family actually hunted with the guy. So it was more of a mental health situation, apparently, according to these guys, than it was a dispute. And he just wanted the audience to know that because – they're getting a lot of pushback up there because it's like, you bunch of idiots, you're out here hunting. You, you, pe- your people are getting killed over a stupid duck. And it's kind of like. Which is a, what happens in a political world. Well, that's right. And so it, it became kind of a black eye for them because it's happened. Just hunters. And, I mean, you'll see, you know, the next thing in the study, you know, duck hunting accidents are up. Oh, yeah. You know, because it just becomes a, a stat for people to try to get whatever well it, it's just have. like somebody has you see one of these shootings and it's obviously somebody like you were mentioned dad the guy in vegas that shot all these people well obviously there was something seriously wrong with this individual well, right. but but you know you'll hear everything else about it you know it'll so, be, uh, and people attack the gun because the same thing we're talking about they're trying to please the people that they've surrounded themselves with right because that's the agenda they're not worried about what God is thinking. So then they're they're making, which in our opinion, because I know y'all agree, some hideous argument that that whatever weapon you use to hurt people is somehow the problem. You know, two thousand years ago, they went up against Jesus, the perfect one, the creator of the cosmos. They went up against him. You say the devil's not called. The father of lies for nothing. Jesus said, father of lies, Satan. So all of it was based, his death was based on the father of lies, whipping him up to a frenzy, and they crucified him on a cross, not knowing that his crucifixion would save them and the world. They just didn't, they didn't get it. They didn't get it then. And the father of lies, he's still here. He's well. You can see him throughout the little black box or anywhere else on the street or all around us, up and down the road, rednecks, whether they be city dwellers, whoever. The father of lies is also the father of murder. I see a lot of both, and you say, he's behind it. He is. And so one of the things I, I told Madison yesterday it clarifies is, it. is that uh, I, I wanted us to do today what I should have done the last podcast we talked about this because this is the most important thing, is, Dad, I want you to offer up a prayer for these families from this tragedy. They buried those two guys this last week. And so I just thought about how tragic that is for all of them to have to go through something like this. So just as fellow hunters, for all you guys up in that region, Real Foot, uh, I just want you to know we're thinking about you, especially those of you who are close to these families, and I want to have Dad have a, a prayer for all those families. Okay. Father, I pray for our brothers, wherever they might be, even up on places like Rio Foot Lake. Mm-hmm. It's a tough world we live in right now and uh, there's a lot of uh, negative things that happen including what happened here so I would just pray father that uh, people understand that life is short while we're here and full of trouble 
I would pray, Father, that the only one, the only escape hatch I know of is Jesus Christ, his crucifixion for us, and his resurrection from the dead. I pray, Father, that they would, in fact, not hold anything against anybody, but just go forward with their faith, their hope, and their love for Jesus, the Son of God. He's fixed it so we can be forgiven. The guilt of whatever we do can be removed, and Satan himself can be removed, and our sins will be forgiven, and we'll be raised from the dead. Life and immortality is riding on how we operate here on planet Earth, how we view you, Father, and how we view each other. Help, us, help them to remember that up there in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you, Dan. And thank you guys for reaching out so we could clarify that a little bit as well. Uh, I had a I had a duck hunting question since we're in talking about duck hunting. And uh, Sean, I apologize that <laughs> this was – you sent me this back during the season, but I, I, I'm a little bit late in getting it. But I wanted you all to comment on what he said. And I wanted to see what you had to say. He's up in Ohio. He said, living up in Ohio, duck season isn't always that great. We see a lot of ducks passing through early. Um, He mentions that they're in their second split. And he says, the ducks get up literally 10 minutes or so before shooting light. 50 or 60 milers, they get up and they fly away. What can we do to do better with these ducks? So so I think it's a fairly simple answer, but I, I want to at least throw it out there. So they come in, all the ducks are there. They put out their decoys. He said they're hunting public land. The ducks get up and fly off, and they never see anymore. So, what what, yeah. do you, what would you tell them to do about that, Jay? Well, you got to remember, you know, duck hunting. These ducks are wild, and a lot of things affect how they act. From the moon, whether it's a, you know, if it's a full moon, they tend to eat at night. And that's fair to say with most animals, right? Yeah. Deer would do the ducks same thing. Ducks pattern uh, us because we have a code that when you can fire the first shot at a duck in a day and when you can fire your last shot right. then you have to stop after they a, figure after that a while out. ducks yeah. pattern that and say we've noticed something <laughs> most of the time they get here right before daylight while we're still sleeping and they throw out their decoys and we're listening to them do they think we're that dumb to go in there where they put all them decoys, making it look like they're ducks, and they're not ducks? They're trying to kill us and eat us. So, well, he's they right. Pattern us. So I would tell the guy in Ohio, he needs to start patterning them. So that's what I was saying. So, you, but you can slick them. Hang on, Jess. Let's take our last break. Because they do change up their habits based on weather where you know where the food is but to tell you the truth the best thing to do is to have more than one option when you go and when you can hunt legally open you ride the hole that because that makes at some point those ducks came in there and that's when you want to be there right duck's gonna do three things that what they do is they're gonna eat somewhere they're gonna rest and they're gonna roost and they're going to do that every day. Yep. So if you figure out one of those three components, and usually they get up to fly to go do that. Every once in a while, they'll get in hunker-down mode. Small things, Ohio. One is to always hunt based on the feathers. Look for the feathers. If you get there and you see fresh feathers, and, uh, and then there's a lot of them, hunt there. If you get there <laughs> yeah. and you look around out there where you're fixed to put your decoys and there's not a feather in sight, don't hunt there. Go to where you see the feathers. For every one feather, 
there are 10 ducks that visited that spot. Mm -hmm. Two feathers, 20 ducks. Three feathers, 30 ducks. More feathers than you can count. That's where you want to go, right there. When you yeah. see so many feathers, you're like, hmm. Well, that gets what's the only thing a feather, a duck feather can come from? Uh, that'd be a duck. Well, get in there and start hunting them. But, <laughs> but you follow the feathers. Right. Just yeah. a thought. And sometimes I think you're limited. Like some, some guys are limited around the country because he mentioned that the guys I was talking to in Real Foot as well as these guys. Sometimes you, can only, you got your one spot and it's on public land or there's some kind of public draw. And Pretty so you, tough. Hunting. You don't quite have the opportunity, so you're just well, going to have to be a lot more patient. I mean, it's like what we did. We didn't have a good year for three or four years in a row, and so we contacted our neighbor and leased a field from him and planted rice. And we never and, hunted it. Well, we we said we don't want to hunt it. We just want to, you know, plant it and flood it. Try to draw some ducks. And, and guess what? It worked. It worked. So I mean, there's things you can do. And you say, well, where'd you get that idea? That's what the government does. <laughs> 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 they got all the best holes, and they go in there and plant it, yep. and then they winter the And you duck. can't hunt it. Yeah. And you can't hunt it. So I'm like, you know what? Let's try it. So you, know, you got all these ducks sitting in these places, but a few of the dumb ones, they come off of it thinking, well, let's just branch out a little bit here. Well, you're sitting pretty close to that place, so and it, and it gives you a few more ducks. You know, we didn't we hadn't talked about this uh since the election, but you know, one of the downsides to Trump not getting back in was that uh, probably because of his influence of his kids, of Don Jr. especially, he was much more open and hope opening up very much federal so. lands for Americans to be able to enjoy that the people own. We own that. <laughs> I mean, look, I've had so many embarrassing moments on these uh parks and different things from our cameraman. Remember, they, they had him up against a car because he had picked up a rock. I mean, he's a weird guy. Why would you want a rock? But he just thought it was a cool rock, and he put it in his pocket. But they were watching us. Yeah. And so when they come down there, like, we saw you pick up a rock and put it in your pocket. Put that rock down right where it was. And there was nothing special. It wasn't gold. It was <laughs> just a, a rock. Of, a piece of gravel. It was a piece of gravel yeah. in a state park. And full I of thought, full of rocks. I thought, what is, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> we we own this park. We're visiting. We ought to be able to take my, a rock over. My with. weird camera. And that man. was the dude, the head of the that owned the lake, the state of Texas. He said, he said, uh, uh, do you have a permit for that camera, that cameraman right there? And I said, a permit for the camera. Yeah, man. I was at the same park. Yeah, I said, because we were filming. I said, honey. I said what, what do you mean a permit? I said. He's just filming us. We're making a DVD. Duck Mena, Louisiana. We're up in Texas now. We're just filming a little deal about us hunting ducks. And he said, y do you have a permit for that? I said, no. I said, I got you a brochure here. <laughs> I said, I don't see where we have to have a permit for the cameraman on your brochure here when we paid you the $5 to hunt this. <laughs> and he said, it's not in that. It's not in the yeah. Bill's not embellishing. This was the exact conversation. <laughs> yeah, he said it's not. He said it's not in the pamphlet. I and said, you said, "What? How would I know? <laughs> we we have to have a cameraman with a, with a permit if it's not in the." He said, "The reason you can know it is I'm telling you." you yeah, have to he have said, a "I just told you." He said, "I just told you." So I think I said, "Well, how much does it cost?" And he said, 
It's free. It's free. I said, <laughs> I said, well, we're free to do it then. He said, no, 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 no. You said, well, give me one. Yeah. And he said, well, I don't have them. You got to drive. And he started oh, telling where. And I, I said, well, said, if it's free, give me the permit. And he <laughs> said, no, I can't give it to you because it's up at the office. Oh, my no, he, no, it was like. This is government office. at work right here. I said, how far a drive is it? And it was like 60 something miles. I was like, so you're telling me. We got to, and I think I said, we got to drive 60 something miles and then back and get a permit. And his response made no sense. He said, well, if we don't do stuff like that, you'll have a bunch of hot dog stands out here down here on the lake lake and people just hanging out. Well, I looked around. There's not one person within miles. (laughs) It's us and him. That's right. And I said. I don't think you're going to have that problem. And on top of all that, then another one, because you had state uh, park officials, you had Texas state game wardens, you had federal game wardens. And one of the federal game wardens walked up and he looked down at our ducks and he said, I might have to write you up because you can't shoot redheads in the, in the state of Texas. I said, uh, that's not a redhead. And he said, <laughs> I said, you're a federal game warden? I said, I said that, my friend, is a green-winged teal, Drake. It does have a bit of a redhead. He I said, but he's got it. a redhead. I said, not but really. But look, for you, that's a redhead I said, where's your book? Yeah, I said, the day camera? y'all that's, had the bird identification when you were going to be a federal game warden, the day y'all had that clash, you slept in because <laughs> this is not a redhead. And he asked the Texas state game wardens, he said, y'all come over a minute. What kind of duck is this? And the state game wardens looked down and said, we don't know what the thing is. Oh, my word. So the state game wardens <laughs> didn't know. The federal man said he thinks it. I said, look, all I'm saying is if you write me up for that green wing teal, which is very legal in the state of Texas, is Louisiana, anywhere else, I said, when we go to court, I want to make sure in front of these witnesses, you have this duck with you trying to pawn him off as a redhead. I said, because he's not a redhead. A redhead's a diver, and he looks nothing like this thing. So they argued about it. Well, I'll let you go. Uh, I guess I, I, guess I can this cut is, some slack. I think is, this is what happens when you put people in power who are not for hunting. Right. Because you're right, because he gave himself away. We don't want people in here. I mean, he said hot dog stands and all that, but what he was re- if you dive yeah. into a statement, all this land that the people own, we don't want them in here. I mean, if you're making what people saying, empty a rock out of his pocket, you don't want him in the park. That's exactly right. You, that that was one of the worst experiences that we've ever had. Not, we, none of us got a ticket, but I, I felt like when we, we left. We got I, a tongue lashing. Oh, I needed a shower. I was like, what? we're in the middle of nowhere. There's no traffic. There's no people. There's nothing. One group of hunters, us. <laughs> that was it. And we the were whole and you were harangued by three different institutes. Harassed <laughs> and interrogated. And you would have thought we had drugs That's in right. every crevice. Listen, we're coming out of the lake, and I've been watching them. They were sitting on the hill with binoculars. And I said, I don't know why these officials keep watching us, boys, but maybe they're just interested in yeah. our duck hunt. I said... When we get down at that ramp, I said, they're all going to show up when we get to the boat ramp. And they said, ah, they said, you're paranoid. I said, oh, (laughs) believe me. So about a quarter mile from the boat launch, I'm coming one boat. I look up there and I see a a, kind of a glint on a mirror. I saw a little flash. I said, yep. I said, they're backing up in the bushes. (laughs) 
I said, but, but they're coming. So look, when that boat hit the bank, we looked up, and, and all of these officials are coming out of the, the weeds. They're all hidden, had their trucks hid. They all come running together. I said, With power and force. And I told Jason, I said, good night. Look at the game wardens. <laughs> It was a sting. Unfortunately, we didn't break the law, except for the law. rock it, and the. We didn't have the free didn't permit. Have the free permit. That's not written on any publication. <laughs> he stepped over are. in our boat and he said, "In the state of Texas, you're supposed to have a, a, a what do they call them? One of these put, put out fire extinguisher." He said, "Where's your fire extinguisher?" I said, "Fire oh, extinguisher." Yeah. I, I said, uh, "Somebody's <laughs> with us." I said, "You got a fire extinguisher, buddy?" He said, "Yeah, it's under the." It's under the seat there. He said, you can't keep it on the seat. You got to keep it out of there. He said, don't forget that. He said, I'm not going to write you up on it. No, he said, no, and then I said, well, we're surrounded by water. He said, there's no reason to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> I just so, thought it was a valid. That's just one of many stories. <laughs> oh, c- c- I've never heard that story. I'm glad we. No, no, I was there. I lived through it. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That's it. so we. Uh, so look, I guess our heart goes out to you hunters out there that have to face. Hey, this I'll situation. tell you one thing about for all the, you game borns out there. Turn to Jesus for crying out loud. <laughs> we didn't have our ducks tagged properly either, but they didn't find that out because my crazy uncle Tommy, who's gone on to be with the Lord, he knew that because he had cleaned them. Yeah, we we would have done it right. correctly. So Supposed the first, to leave one wing on. Yeah, yeah so yeah. the first thing he did, he opened a cooler up where we had our drinks because he had the, the ducks. We didn't have too many ducks. Yeah. He just didn't have them tagged properly, Proper. like you're supposed to leave the wing. So he opened it up, but they were under the drinks. And they looked everywhere but there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty slick. Don't get too slick, Jace, because I don't know when the statute of limitation <laughs> runs out. If they write You're confessing me up. your sins. If they, if they write me up for not having a wing on a duck, because I didn't know that rule then, now yep. we'll do it. You know, come down here and get me and we'll talk. 